Well, you can tell today I'm by water and um, I've come back to Croden because I had such a great time with the school kids the other day and Matt learning all about Croden Brook. I decided to come back here for our Sunday soundscape. You can hear the birds, the water and the, there's a mixture of dark brooding clouds seem like they're carrying a lot of rain with bright blue sky I feel like I should be wearing sunglasses thank you Mr Bird for singing so much well on this Sunday soundscape I've been thinking a lot about what some of the people have said to us this week about Helen talking about women the barriers of getting more women to come and walk in these particular areas from the ages of 35 to 54 there's a gap she says of women who want to come and have the confidence to walk like I am doing right now about safety um, their fears of safety and confidence and not knowing where they're going just to see where their feet take them and I've also been thinking about the way that the children played in the river the other day I've been thinking about yeah the sense of play wonder and wonder came to my head as um, two possible themes so I've actually done this uh, back to front where I've actually already been just before I'm talking to you now to record the soundscape and I thought I might record it first and I could tell you where are you little birdie I could tell you what I did on the soundscape for today I um, walk down to where Croden Weir is. It's not far from uh, Croden Outdoor Education Centre, uh, but enough away from the car so that all you can hear is just me stumping on the leaves, slippy rocks and, um, and the water. And I clamber down one-handed, slipping and sliding, a few bumps here and there, and I walk as close to the weir, the biggest part of the weir, as I can. And I follow it along the banks as far as the path will let me. And you can hear as I turn away from the weir and I turn back to the weir, it comes in several sections. And I was thinking about that sense of play that children have. You know, they don't often like stand still, do they? And I thought this week I'm going to have some fun. So you may want to listen to this soundscape with headphones. Um, because what you'll hear is me getting very dizzy, but I'm turning in circles slowly at first and then faster. And you can hear as I turn away and turn back to the weir. It's really peaceful. It's really beautiful. I've, I've, um, <laughs> I've just walked past a massive frog, uh, which scared the bejesus out of me, I've got to be honest. Um, I didn't know what it was and then it kind of jumped at me. I was obviously in its path. Um, the city girl came out in full force there uh, I had to like dust myself down and continue but one of the things I wanted to highlight when I spoke with Helen Thornhill the other day from Move More Glossop she talked about um, you know her going out and running and encouraging other women to come out and walk and run with her too and it reminded me of a book that I was reading last year um, called Wanderers a History of Women Walking it's by Dr Kerry Andrews I'd highly recommend uh, people check this out but in the book 
it has a list of women which have kind of been forgotten from history. You know, we know of people like William Wordsworth, um, you know, who walked around the Lake District. But have you heard of Elizabeth Carter, Dorothy Wordsworth, Ellen Wheaton, Sarah Stoddart um, Hazlitt, Harriet Martineau? You know, these are amazing stories of some of the barriers that women faced to get out and go for a walk, say, in the 1700s, in the 1800s, because a majority of women were expected to stay at home. Um, They were not free to go and walk and roam the landscape, but these women found ways to do. Some of them were from fairly affluent families, so that obviously helped with freedom. But the stories of, you know, what they were doing, almost like, you know, the psychogeographists of their day. They were walking to remember. They were walking to connect their body and the mind. Some of them were even walking to heal themselves, to grieve, um, you know, walking to bind friendships. And there was some play about when you walk alone, are you ever truly alone or are you actually full of company? I'd highly recommend reading some of this, but One of the people who was highlighted in here, again, my favourite writer, Nan Shepherd, And I was actually reading just yesterday, see if I can find the page, where she talked about water and um, simply watching the fluctuation between the motion in water and the immobility of frost. And that really got me kind of thinking about the way that movement changes around here you know last week you heard how still things were everything was frozen you know the ice was melting as the sun was coming out and dropping out of the trees but this week the reservoirs and the rivers are completely different you know that the ice has melted the snow's melted from the huge tops of the the hills here in the valleys And that water is definitely making its presence known. So something to think about as you sit back and listen to the soundscape today. The idea of what moves in which seasons and which weeks, depending on the weather. So perhaps something to think about if you go on a walk later today. Notice what's still, what's moving and how that changes throughout the year when you do the same walk over and over again. (laughs) 